0: Urgent care.
1: Urgent Urgent care.
0: Urgent care is the place you go when you don't have any other option. Urgent care. Urgent care. I see a lot of myself in this caller.
2: Same here. Wee. Hello and welcome to Urgent Care, a podcast where I, Joel Kim Booster, and
0: I, Mitra Johari, give you advice. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that's pretty much it. That's our show. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. See you next week. See you next week on another episode of Urgent Urgent Care.
2: Care. Just, wow. kidding. Just, just, just kidding. Lols, just just for lol's. Just for lols. It's only
0: the beginning. There's gonna be probably like another full hour of the podcast, you guys. This was just Maybe, for lols. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. It could be it could be 55 minutes, could be an hour and five minutes. Who knows? Yeah. We anything is possible within that range. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we rarely deviate from that specific <laughs> range.
0: Um, Joel. What? I was really missing you this week. Really? Yes. Oh, (laughs) well, because I, okay. So for the, for the listeners, for the, for the folks at home, um, I had a really stressful week. My computer stopped working, even though it's so new. Um, It's so new. It's so fucking young, so fucking tight. And it stopped working, and it was a really bad week for that to happen, and I was so stressed out, and I was, like, apologizing to Joel and thanking Joel for basically um, covering my Slack for the last month, and he was, like, just being so nice and just, re, just rely, I know I was expecting like verbal abuse for sure. But because I mean, as, as the listeners know, what I go through on this podcast, as you can see evidence in the reviews for this podcast, <laughs> but you were just being so sweetie. And I was like, wow, my, my sweet Joel, I miss Joel. Yeah.
2: And that's I was just reflecting. She's my best friend. She's a real and bad bitch.
0: Own car. <laughs> <laughs> those are some of my, those TikToks. I know I I know like I bring up TikTok a hundred times a day. Um, but those TikToks are really, really cute.
2: Have yeah. you seen the dance? Oh yes, I've seen the dance. Have I tried just, to recreate the dance? Maybe. Will <laughs> I ever t- post it? No.
0: Oh my God. I mean, the nightmare is like. The finding out like the camera's on while I try to learn the TikTok, dance. <laughs> <laughs> but it is really good. Um, I was I was like, oh wow, like I'm I'm like getting a little workout learning these TikTok dances that the eighteen year olds make look so easy, and I'm like, <gasps>
2: <laughs> <laughs> how are you, Joel? Um, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not great. Um, I am feeling. So it's 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 at the point where the world is returning to normal now, mm-hmm. to to a certain extent. You know, things are opening back up, and I you know I'm going back on the road. As I mentioned last week, I'm going to be all over the place. I'm starting to tour again, and I I don't know what has happened to me. I, I I really expected that I would come back, like the world would come back to normal, and I would start to feel normal again. And I do not feel good i do not feel normal i feel like this dearth of confidence like i before the pandemic started i feel like i was operating at like the tip top of my potential i was like i felt as good about myself as i have ever felt in every quadrant of my life like i felt good about like my comedy output i felt good about my body i felt good about like myself as a person everything was was running high for me and now I feel like that is completely reversed and I don't know what to do about it Um, because I feel terrible about all of those things um in my life right now. And yeah. I'm just being honest. I just feel really really bad right now. And it feels it feels shitty because I feel like I should feel so happy that the world is returning to normal, that my life is returning to normal, that I'm going to brunch later today and might sit inside, you know? Like it's all of those things should be making me feel so much hope and yet I feel like I I have just I'm a crater of a person.
0: But I but I do think it's not because I, I, I think I feel the same way where it's, like, the switch should flip and then I should just feel, like, normal again. But I, I feel like we have to remember that, like, we didn't feel bad, like, that we didn't feel, it took a long time to feel this bad. So it's yeah. going to take a long time to feel good or even just neutral again. Like, it, it is going to be a process, even though, like, the hope is, cause I think also because, like, the going back to normal felt so sudden, at least for me, where it was just like all of a sudden everyone was like, and, and you don't have to wear the masks anymore. And it was like kind of almost for me, it felt like sort of no warning where I was like, oh, I guess life's back or something. And then I'm supposed to just like feel the way that I felt before all this stuff happened. And I just it's not going to work like that. And I, I do think also like not to minimize what you're feeling at all, but I do think like I feel like that is so In our whole friend group, I feel like everyone was feeling so fucking good and, like, so much was about to happen and so much was possible at the beginning of last year. Like, everything felt like it was about to fucking pop off for, like, literally every single person in our lives. And then it all went away. away. (laughs) And so many bad things happened and continue to happen. Uh, Yeah, but I I think it's just remembering that, like, it's not – it's not going to just be like a tsunami of good feelings again.
2: Right. I guess I just feel like a completely different person. I just feel like and I don't know I, I, I like I look back at the person that I was in like late 2019 early 2020 and it just feels like that is a completely different person to who I am now and it's not better, you know. It's I think not, it is
0: a different person because you've had like significant trauma in the last year. So like how could you not be a different person?
2: Yeah. But I like, just feel like the pandemic was relatively, I mean, like I was in, so privileged throughout the pandemic, you know, like I had work, I had money, I didn't, I wasn't wanting for much, you know, like I, I. you know, I, it just, it felt but, like, it just feels like there are people that went through bigger shit than I did during the pandemic and have come out of it still funny.
0: But you went through really big shit.
2: That is true.
0: Like, you don't have to like immediately bounce back to being like like I think it's like you will maybe be funny in a different way, or maybe you won't. Like maybe in a month from now you'll be like, oh my god, remember like it's so funny how nervous I was, and then I I got back in the group of doing t- shows again, and now I'm like the funniest guy in the world again. Or yeah. it'll be it'll be funny in a different way. Like yeah, Possibly.
1: but
0: big things happen. Big things happen to all of us, but like big things happen to you. So. If you were exactly the same after having big things happen to you, that would be weirder, I think. No, you're right. Um, But I think you can be nice... Or to yourself, <laughs> like also because like you're just now starting to go do hours again. It's yeah. not like you've done like a hundred hours and you're like, "Where's where's the guy that I want?" Well, was? no,
2: I mean the thing is, is like the the nice thing is, is that it's like very easy. Like the 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 few hours that I have done since I've been back have been great, but it's all like it's all like I'm I feel like I'm acting because I'm not like. I'm just doing old jokes, you know, and I'm just like performing as like old Joel, basically. Like, I, and it doesn't feel like spontaneous. It doesn't feel like in the moment right now. It just feels like I'm pretending to be old Joel. And that's how I feel like in every social situation, too. I'm pretending to be old Joel, oh, yeah. even though I don't feel like old Joel anymore. Um, and it's really just, hard. Like, even doing this podcast, I feel like I'm just like, it's so much energy to try and be old Joel. I just when neutral is just he sucks. He doesn't. <laughs> he just doesn't.
0: But but I get it. Like I I just think like so much of like your stand up is about like what's actually going on in your life and like I right. do think like that make that the last year is so different from that other life that it's just going to take time to like weave those two things together. And I think most people don't want to talk about the last year. So that's going to be another equation on top of that other equation. And so much of processing the bad things that have happened happens with other people. And that's just starting to be reintroduced into life. So it's just going to be like a horrible soup for the next couple months. And then you'll come out of it and uh, it'll be you'll have different material and it'll it'll be funny and it'll be fine but like in the meantime it's okay to to just do like it's it's not cheating to use the work that you've already created
2: right 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 uh, you're so much better at this than my therapist i have to say <laughs> my therapist well, did- to- my therapist talks all this shit about like you're a gnat and you're pushing against a bowl and you don't even realize that you're pushing up against a bowl because you're too small to realize what you're pushing up against. And it's like, bitch, what are you saying?
0: I mean, she's not a writer, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that much. <laughs> and I'm not a licensed therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I mean, I butchered her analogy, but you get it. It's nonsense what she's saying to me right now.
0: Um, <laughs> no, it sounded perfect the way that you said it. <laughs>
2: um how the hell are you
0: you know um okay like i i feel like the the weather has been so beautiful in seattle and we had a few days filming outside this week and it really like and and since we're just like naturally around people because we're filming and there's just so many people on set but it just felt so fun and light to like be with all these people and be outside and doing this silly show I really like I do think I can get sort of like lost in the sauce sometimes about just like how it it just is so much work and the days can be so long especially like when we're producing the show like anytime we have a break it's like we got to look at something or we've got to write something or have an opinion on something or watch tapes or whatever the fuck And I think this week was especially a week where I was like, wow, I, like, love the people that I'm doing this with. And I felt real gratitude, which I'm, like, really trying to—it's just, like, when there's so much going on and, like, also just everything—I don't know. There's just so much happening all the time that I can get distracted. But I do feel like I—I did good on my gratitude this week. (laughs) even though Yeah, even though I was uh, complaining about my computer all week, I (laughs) (laughs) was— It's a pretty annoying thing, but right. but it's okay. Um, the computer is back in Seattle now, everyone. So, um, But yeah, it was good. I played outside and that felt really nice. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. Oh, I liked the new Olivia Rodrigo album. Oh,
2: <laughs> you and every other teen girl in the country right now. And every 30-year-old gay man.
0: I know, um, it was funny to see like, where it was popped because it just came out as we're recording this like two days ago so it's like who who's sick like who who (laughs) on my feed is fucking sick
2: i I like that i like that the album is just about one thing you know it is literally she has one thing to write about right now and it's like of course she's 16 she has one thing that one thing has happened to her one thing
0: to be fair she's 18 which is a huge difference for a teen girl but but i did i was listening to it and it it just like I was in my 18 to 19-year-old breakup again. I was just walking around, like, picturing this guy. Like, I was like, this is... Medusa. And, like... no <laughs> that that boy has a no power over me <laughs> but this that was my that was my junior year prom date um <laughs> but the, but it just was like like repeating the same phrases over again and like like she like in the album she talks she says so many times that he found a new girl two weeks later and it's like but the repetition of that it's like oh like i just remember like being on the floor of my dorm and, like, making my friend Dania, like, there were, like, these three songs that I felt were so significant and so specific to my relationship. I, like, made her listen to the songs with me while I, cried, like, all that horrible, (laughs) horrible shit, and it was just, like, instantly shot back into that headspace, and it was so funny, but I also, like, it it just is, like, like, when you find something, it just, like, felt really, it was just great, like, I, I love, like, she just is a teenage girl, and it is an album about being a teenage girl and having your first big heartbreak, and it was so good. I love it. Yeah, it's not trying to be anything else. It's just yeah. like, fuck this guy. He made me so sad, <laughs> and it I makes like.
2: Me, it does make me wonder where she goes from here because she's either gonna have like the next album is gonna be like all fun and flounce and like I'm a fun girl now. It's not yeah. all about this, or it's like what's the next thing that's gonna happen to her. It's you exciting.
0: Know. I'm, I, am i am like she's gonna have more life experience, and then uh, it's so. It just felt very. I feel like very excited for
2: her. <laughs> it's Olivia Rodrigo's world, and we're just living in it. And I'm. It's so
0: true, that. I, man. That feeling of just like I'm 18. I've had my first like breakup, and no one will ever know pain like this. <laughs> like, I invented heartache. And <laughs> I celebrate her. Um, I celebrate so that's. Her as well. That's my week. That's my week. Well, that's um, great.
2: That's a great week, babe. Celebrate it's a great that.
0: week. I celebrate this. And I woke up this morning and I stink. I didn't take a shower last <laughs> night. <laughs> I'm smelling myself right now. And it's like, I know that we're like, since we're in a Zoom, since we're in a Zoom room, and like, it it makes me feel like I'm hanging out with people. So I feel like I have to be like, I know I stink. (laughs) You You could have gotten away with it. It was
2: a perfect crime. You really could have gotten away with it. None of us needed to know.
0: I just feel like I look like I stink, like I sound like I, st- you know that kind of stink well, where you're you, like, What's? you look
2: exactly the same as you always do to me. So I eyes.
0: always, I always look like I stink. I'm like yeah. fucking, I'm gross to you. <laughs> 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 Great, Joel thinks I look like I stink. Good to know.
2: <laughs> Moving on. All right, cup dates. Um, <laughs> actually, do, though.
0: Yeah, we should do cup dates.
2: We should do we have a couple of good cup dates here and, um, Meech is without a computer this week. So you're going to hear my dulcet tones reading this entire episode. Um, here's the first cup date. This is from baby shitters club. Um, And he refreshes them in the email. So here's, hi, J&M, M&J. This is Baby Shitters Club cup dating you on my situation. For those who need a refresh, I'm the one who was reluctant to participate in my boyfriend's kink for wearing diapers. After listening to the pod and sitting with my feelings for a bit, I decided to be a little more open and try it out with my boyfriend. The experience confirmed that it is not for me. I did not find it erotic or TBH particularly comfortable, but my boyfriend appreciated my ultimate willingness and we are still happily together. I feel like our relationship is even better now that he's open about his kink, even if I don't share it. We had not been previously open, mostly due to COVID, but I recently gave him my blessing to explore the kink outside of our relationship now that we're both fully vaxxed. He found a website that is specifically designed for social networking for gay men with their diaper fetishes and learned there's a not insignificant amount of guys in our area. He's going to start hanging out with some of them soon, so all's well that ends well love you both sit on my face just not if you're wearing a diaper
0: <gasps> i love this yeah i
2: know happy endings we love oh, a happy wow. ending how and nice it, I, I i don't know exactly how much we had to do with the happy ending but we'd love to hear about the happy ending anyways
0: i feel like our cup our cup dater who gave advice about finding like people well i guess it, it was sort of a synth, it was a combination it, it was, was a team synth- it was a team yeah. effort well the team whole effort. the whole restaurant came together
2: yeah the whole restaurant came together and made one <laughs> family meal
0: we really are a family at the restaurant.
2: Yeah. <laughs> when you're here, you're family. <laughs> um okay, and now we have a second helping. Second helping. <laughs> second helping. <laughs> for
0: um the second helping of the cup dates <laughs> it's a <laughs> refill it's a refill. Oh, wait, wait okay so is it, it's a refill when a cup date comes back to update us on like that like this previous call wait, that's a refill
2: but, but isn't it just a cup date, <laughs> or is it all under the umbrella of cup date?
0: <laughs> oh, but okay no, no no so like it's like square rectangle <laughs> situation so <laughs> oh, God. a cup date a cup date so for example when somebody r- wrote in and was like you should try to find like a kink practitioner in your area. That's a cup date, but not a refill. So this, this one but that we just had. that's a second
2: had... helping. Ugh.
0: Never mind. So second, second helpings <laughs> and
2: refills are both cup dates. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I love adding to the lore of this show.
0: Okay. We have to keep going. I'm sorry I did okay. that.
2: <laughs> So this is the refill. No, this is the second helping.
0: (laughs) This is the second helping. This is the second helping. The one we just did was a refill. Was a
2: refill. Great.
0: (laughs) Chelsea just threw her hands up in frustration. Hi, so
1: I had an advice update for double threat. I am also a bisexual woman in a monogamous hetero relationship. And I know Joel said make art as a joke, but I actually think that that is a genuine solid option I myself am an artist, so I just like to incorporate queer girls and queer girl relationships into my illustrations. So if you like to write or make music or have any other sort of creative hobbies, inserting those things into them, even if if it's not art of you, is a great way to express that part of yourself. Also, watch uh, lesbian porn. Okay, that's all. Bye.
2: Love that. And how dare you? I never suggest anything as a joke on this podcast. (laughs) Everything I say... I mean, a hundred percent.
0: I actually think that's true. Like, sometimes I'll say stuff as a joke, but I do feel like even the chaotic stuff, Joel means. <laughs> no, I mean,
2: from the bottom of my heart, everything I mean, everything I say, I mean. Okay?
0: <laughs> and nothing I say, I mean. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's sort of a, my brother only tells the truth and I only tell lies sort of situation.
0: <laughs> and how fast was the train going? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the doctor was mom. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the doctor was mom. <laughs>
0: You know the famous riddle? The doctor was mom. The the doctor
2: was mom. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, that is the cup dates for this week. We got a refill. We got a second (laughs) helping.
0: And we cannot tell you which one was which. I don't remember anymore. But
2: (laughs) my head is spinning.
0: You know what I want? Because I feel like one of our listeners might actually enjoy this. um, And maybe not. But. When we did the green M&M, we got so much like art and stuff. I would love for someone to like make a diagram explaining all the different parts of the restaurant or like do a blueprint of the restaurant and where each thing goes and what each term means.
2: <laughs> um, I bet someone will do that.
0: I think it would be really funny. And I would I would if someone did that in a cute way, I would like pay for a print. Yeah. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, actually. Yeah. If you do it well. We'll pay you. If you do it poorly, it's just a hobby for you. Okay?
0: <laughs> well, because if we get like a hundred submissions because we have millions of listeners, and yeah. I can't pay all of them.
2: <laughs> no, no 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 no. Yeah, yeah. So it's up Wait, to I'm... it's up to you to decide if it's a hobby or if it's a job. Okay? Just decide how well you want to do it. Okay?
0: And it's up to you. And it's then up to you. And it's objective if if your art is good. So yeah. <laughs> our hands are tied. <laughs>
2: There's nothing we can do. Except take a break and that's what we're going to do right now. <laughs> and then when we get back, we'll get dive in to your calls and emails.
0: And we're back. Four. <laughs> <laughs> Actually scared me. <laughs> Shot straight into the ear. <laughs> Gorgeous. Um and it's time for dinner everyone.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because Uh, The listeners have really latched on to the restaurant metaphor like in a real way. And every time we do it, it feels like we're making fun of it.
0: And we're not. We just like, well, it's much like um, Joel's therapist. We have no skill with
2: wordplay. (laughs) (laughs) Not good with the analogies. Don't
0: come to us for figurative language. Come to us for medical advice.
2: Um, and here is our first email. <clears throat> Help! Before I lay it all out on the table, I just want to say, but I heard about this podcast from a friend who also submitted a question, and you aptly named Beganathan Van Ness. So there's that. <laughs> okay, that
0: one's good.
2: Yeah, that one is one of our best. <laughs> Keep doing the good work, lol. The background: I'm a bi Canadian guy. Hi Trudeau, and I have this friend from high school who's engaged to this guy from the U.S. They have been engaged for a few years and were supposed to get married last year, but due to COVID-19, it was moved to later this year. The problem, about three years ago, she's been talking to another guy here. Nothing seemingly serious except for random conversations and the occasional hookup. When she told me about this, I was actually really against it, and I convinced her to stop talking to this guy. She asked me to delete him off all her social media and phone because she couldn't do it her own, on her own.
0: And it <laughs> irritates
2: me that she's doing this to a really good guy who I've come to know since they started dating. He's super caring and I can tell he really loves her. And to some respect, I can tell she loves him too. So I don't know if the, the long distance or it's just, making, it's just making her horny or what her motives are. But fast forward to today. She's still texting this guy, but she called me and was upset. She told me that he was supposed to meet up with her this week, but he didn't confirm or reply. So she said she was done and showed me her supposedly final text to him. The way this text reads makes her sound like she's his girlfriend, and I asked her why this was still happening. She said it doesn't matter because she's ending things with him. Long story short, apart from her really bad sense of morality and fidelity, she's one of my really good friends, but I feel really bad for her fiancé. He's genuinely a good guy and it's kind of conflicting with my mind because if I were him, I'd want to know something like this was happening. The question. I feel like this, like I'm in a position where I can do one of three things. Do what I've been doing and just keep telling her that this isn't right. Or I can tell her just stop telling me these things. And if they keep happening because I'd rather not know and feel guilty or because I now know this guy, I could tell him because I'd want to know if I were him. What do I do? Mm. Okay. So sort of the informant vibes. Um,
0: um, the negotiator, um, yeah,
2: Pelican Brief, um, Pelican, what?
0: I was going to say Pelican Chief, but, I, but then I went Pelican, Pelican Queef. I
2: guess. Pelican <laughs> it's sort of an A to C moment. Yeah. <laughs> Should we just do it? Pelican Queef.
0: Okay, great. I just thought, I wanted to explain how I got there. So yeah, yeah, just... yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And someday when
2: we get a cup date from this guy, we'll never know how we got there. From <laughs> we'll, we'll <laughs> no, never no. remember. The Pelican Queef. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, um, I actually think that's a perfect companion to be gone to than J- Van Ness. Also, and the
2: Pelican <laughs> Queef. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna lay it out on the table for this guy. Okay. okay. I love this. Lay it out on the table and say it. You create a dummy Instagram account. You DM this guy and tell him that his girlfriend is cheating on him. you have to you have to tell him it's the right thing to do i say i say it's the right thing to do but do it behind the cover of a dummy instagram account actually i you do have to know like is she has she told other people are you the only person who knows about this
0: yes because okay if you're the only person that knows then that's the dummy instagram it's not even worth it but then i'm like just give an ultimatum or something but are classic because it's not fair to you. Like having like a big secret like that, it becomes you're like, you're you obviously know that you're an accomplice now. It sucks, especially when you have a relationship with this person. But even in general, it's just like you didn't sign up. You've a, you've expressed multiple times that this makes you uncomfortable and you don't want to be a part of it. And, and yet here you are again. So because my initial response would, would be like, tell her to stop confiding in you, but clearly She's not going to do that. She doesn't respect your boundaries about this thing that clearly makes you uncomfortable, that you've stated has made you uncomfortable. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, like, it's not—you can't know, like—and like, like obvi- and you know that she's—it's not, like, some, like, great open thing or whatever. So, she is being a piece of shit. So, it's it it's affecting your friendship. So, I think you're in bounds to— um, do something drastic, like what Joel said.
2: Well, and I also think. But then, if you want, if you if you don't want to go nuclear, the nuclear mm-hmm. option right away, I do think you're at a good like reset place right now. Because she said, you, w- where you're at right now is she's ending things with him. Okay, so you're at this place now where you can tell her if you start up again, I do not want to know. If you yes. do this with another person, I do not want to know. And if mm-hmm. you tell me, I will tell. I think because
0: that's great
2: advice. Now you're at you're at a good reset position, so I think that is what you should start with. And then if she does, then you gotta tell, babe. You yeah, gotta, I mean, I, you gotta leak.
0: Because I mean, I will say, like, some of the best moments for me when I've been involved with like guys who treat me like shit have been like one of one of my best friends, like when I was kept. Going back to this guy who was treating me like shit, she was like, I've actually hit the limit where I can't hear you talk about this anymore. This is a different situation, but it's like friends cutting you off on talking about something is a very sobering thing. Like, it did show me that I was doing something really, really stupid. didn't stop me right away, but it definitely was like, wow, she can't even hear his name again? Damn, that sucks. I'm doing something bad, I think. But I think, like, I I also— would If if you know of anyone else who knows about it, talk to them, too, and, like, see how they're handling it and, like, what, what it makes them feel, too. Because, like, they, they chances are, are equally as uncomfortable. So if she, yeah. like, finds herself and, in a oh, – go ahead.
2: No, I, I interrupted you.
0: I was going to say if she finds herself in a situation where every single person around her doesn't want to hear her talk about her – cheating escapades then either maybe she'll stop doing it or maybe it'll be enough of a wake-up call for her to be like maybe I shouldn't be in this relationship
2: unionize unionize with the people that have heard about it as well and strike go on a friend strike and say we will not (laughs) accept this norma ray (laughs) etc
0: Haven't we done a Norma Ray name too? Like Norma
2: Gay, I think. Norma
0: Gay, probably. Statistically speaking, it was like
2: <laughs> statistically speaking, it was like
0: horror, she gay or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you are well in bounds to cut your friend off and tell her that if there and because she's she has done what she said she wouldn't do to you multiple times. So you're in bounds to say like there will be a consequence if you do it again.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Good luck. Good luck. Your friend sounds like she sucks, by the way.
0: <laughs> yeah. Also, maybe you don't want to be friends with this person. Mm-hmm. But but, who can say?
2: Okay. Um, God bless us. We have a voicemail. Ah!
0: We celebrate you, Joel, for all your reading.
2: Hi, Mitra
1: and Joel. Joel and Mitra. I love you all so much. So I am newly vaccinated and visiting my family for the first time in many years, which is, you know, brings up a lot. Um, And the person I'd been dating for six months broke up with me via a fucking voice note. Um, We had been discussing some, like, doubts, but this is a really unexpected and kind of out of character way for it to happen. And I feel really hurt. I feel really angry and disrespected. Um, Some context is I was single for three years before we started dating, um, and it was my first time really opening my heart to someone and building a relationship um, since I got sober several years ago, which just feels like this whole other new, fresh, vulnerable way of relating. Um, And my question for you all is, do I reach out to this person for a closure conversation? Um, They've expressed that desire, and part of me wants that too, but part of me is so angry and feels like I want to hurt them and the only way to regain my power is to withhold myself from them. You know I really do feel like they fucked up with the voice note breakup but also we shared some moments I really cherish and I feel like really transformed me in ways that um, I've been longing for. I am a bisexual they them in my 30s. I fucking adore you both and would be so delighted for you both to sit on my face. Thank you. Delighted.
0: Bye. Delighted. <laughs> Whimsical.
2: Whimsical. I, um, so this sort of reminds me of Burger, Sex in the City. I just can't. Post-it note. <laughs> I, I
0: was like, burger? Bur- <laughs> like a hamburger? <laughs> <laughs> so this sort of uh, reminds me of, like, hamburgers. Hamburgers? <laughs>
2: mcdonald's um
0: oh yes um okay post-it note sex in the city um sarah jessica
2: (laughs) sarah jessica park them
0: (laughs) 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 okay we have to let's keep let's keep keep going let's see if we can think of something
2: uh, okay,
0: voice memo. Um, voice note. Um, breakup. The breakup. Um, I'm so scared we're going to end up on Sarah. <laughs> just to park
2: them. <laughs> so the problem is once we say something really bad, it's really hard to escape it. It's really hard to not just circle back and, down and land oh, again and no. again and <laughs> again. Oh, really? That's why, we ha- that's why we have to be responsible. We have to be more responsible when we say stuff. Because once it's said, you can't be unsaid and it's just stuck. I know. It's just stuck in my brain now. No. Okay, I'm so Sarah. sorry, Sarah Jessica Parkland.
0: We don't want to do this, but <laughs> we have to keep it going. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sarah Jessica Park.
2: Sarah <laughs> Jessica Park. Them. Um, this is um, really beautiful. Um, the way you it, um, the, the way you articulated yourself, I think, was really beautiful in the voicemail Sarah Jessica Park. Them, and I'm so sorry that your name couldn't be equally beautiful.
0: <sighs> you know, sometimes like sometimes the bad ones feel good and funny, yeah. and sometimes it's like, wow, we do better. <laughs> better me Trinjol.
2: <laughs> and we say this to ourselves every week and we never do
0: how could we well oh, we're gonna we? write the names before no. <laughs> then the podcast would be 15 minutes long yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> 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 um okay,
2: okay. so on to the advice portion of this i think um so i think you're framing withholding your this this post smart of the relationship as a way of withholding your power. But I actually think that it is prudent of you to, to hold off on this right now, because I think like withholding yourself might hurt him, but it's also good for you right now, because I think like you don't have enough distance from this relationship yet to actually be able to accurately know what you need to get out of a post conversation conversation um, with this person.
0: I agree. I think, I, I think, like, for for someone that you've had like a really beautiful experience with, it can be worth it to sort of honor that with something in person. Especially because you're, you know, what I, I think. I think time will help, and and really, like, when, when you're not feeling like blackout angry about it, then you can do it. Like, I, I do think there's something to be gained by closing the loop in person, especially if if it, even if it's just you saying like it was really fucked up, like, to this person's face and, like, making this person sort of reconcile with the choice that they made to end a meaningful relationship in a really sort of disconnected, nasty way. And And it sounds like they regret it. So I do think, like, that's good. That's not enough. But you can tell them that. You can say, like, I'm glad you regret it, but that's not enough. I'm mad at you. Here's this and then. Like, take some time. Write out what you want to say You don't have to read straight from it. You can read straight from it. But I do think like taking time to really process how you feel and what you need to say, because you're not the one who did the bad thing. So if you meet up with them, you should know, you should get exactly what you want, or at least do all the things that you want to do. And you need time to figure out what that is.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think like both of you probably need a little bit of time right now as well. Like even though he's asking for this, I think, you know, I remember sending, like, the one bad breakup I've ever had in my life, an, a long email being like, can we talk? I just want to have a postmark. And, like, literally the person saying no and being, like, crushed about that. But then two years later, they responded again to the email and we're like, we can right. talk about it now. And it's like – it was like – uh, I was in a, such a state of clarity that, like, literally maybe you need two years off <laughs> of this relationship before you are you're ready to understand what it actually did to you and what it – how it actually what how meaningful it actually was to you or not and um sometimes that time is is really necessary and in the meantime withholding yourself is hurting him so great that's awesome
0: (laughs) also like you might get a month from now and be like i actually don't need to talk to this person i i like have processed process, the good things that happened, but I actually don't need to talk about them to know that they're true. So that's fine too. Like you're also allowed to change your mind. If you're like, I want to, can we like circle back in a couple of weeks and see if we still like, and see if I'm ready to talk then you might not want to, that's okay. Like you don't have, you, you can, I, I like, I've had situations where like, I've realized that it, that I wasn't ready to talk or that it was like unhealthy to talk and like people, your, your ex might get upset, but I, I do think, like, you have to protect yourself in that situation, especially as the person who was, like, abruptly and inconsiderately broken up with. So really prioritize your feelings in this mm-hmm. situation. And if uh, a conversation is what will help you process the loss, great. If not, fuck him. Like, who cares? It's not about them.
2: And, and, and definitely tell him you don't want to meet up with him in a voice mode you gotta you just gotta <laughs> you gotta have a little fun have a little well, fun at his expense come on we'll do
0: it we'll do it we'll do like a cameo be like hey yeah. this is Mitra and this is Joel this person Sarah, Sarah Jessica Park Jessica Park, Park that does not want to talk to you bitch
2: <laughs> and we won't and they won't know who we're talking about and they'll <laughs> be from they'll your
0: they'll be number. so confused yeah eat shit Fuck you! Leave our friend alone. <laughs> <laughs> so let us know. Our
2: friend Sarah Jessica Park them.
0: But friends would never name friends Sarah Jessica Park.
2: <laughs> well, we ju- guess what, bitch? We just did.
0: But also, we're not their friend. We're their manager.
2: Yeah, that is fair.
0: <laughs> we are. We own the restaurant, and there is sort of like a a distance we have to keep. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're investors in the restaurant. Oh, and they right, are yes. a chef of the restaurant that we invested in,
0: right? <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> and that is the breakdown. Yeah. Did you just
2: say chef salute chef salutely?
0: No, oh. but I. <laughs> but I will. I was like not- that's a step
2: too far. Chef salutely. <laughs>
0: You heard, you heard a phantom chef, absolutely, and it that means it came—it came from your brain.
2: I have to tell you, it is so jarring when someone comes up to me in real life and says, "I'm a chef." Literally, now when someone I I meet a chef in the wild, it is so funny. It's <laughs> so funny to me that it ca- Wait, caught on.
0: Did I tell you that there was? I was in line to get bread. Um, a couple weeks ago and someone messaged okay. me being like, I was, I was in line to get bread.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what era was this?
0: So 200 years ago, I was in line to get bread. <laughs> <laughs> this was like a couple weeks ago and this and this person behind me messaged me and was like, were you just in line getting bread? <laughs> <And> <laughs> I was listening to Urgent Care <laughs> and it was me. I was in line getting bread. <laughs> It was really good bread. That is amazing.
2: My friend, my friend who listens to the podcast was telling me he listens to the podcast and he's like, I I love Joel and Mitra. Mitra and Joel, I love being a chef. And I was like, to hear both of those things out loud in the wild is so funny to me. Um, legitimately, I love it. Never stop. Please Never rush stop. up to us and so- tell us your chefs. It's
0: happened to me twice and I want it to happen a million more times. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if, if each of our million listeners could do this, <laughs>
2: Um, Okay Here comes a doozy of an email I can't wait to read it Dear Mitra Joharhi And Joel Kim boost her First before I get to my problem Thanks for opening the greatest restaurant in the world (laughs) Second my problem (laughs) Second, my problem. What is the best way to ask someone if you can finger them? I was listening to the app where the person was maybe a little bashful or worried about killing the mood when they're asking a partner to condom up. And I feel very similar uh, when feeling uh, when when the feeling might be right for finger blasting. The scenario I'm imagining is with a new partner where we would still be establishing boundaries and expectations around consent. We're still getting to know each other and offering to go down on someone or effing might feel a little too much too soon. There is something about the question, can I finger you, that just Mm -hmm. feels unsexy and kind of goofy to me. I also thought about gender neutralizing hand job, and that still feels off. Am I caught up in my head about this? What's the sexiest way to ask someone if you can finger them? Do you even have to finger someone before you go down on them? Please help. I'm a cis straight male, he, him pronouns, if that helps putting anything into perspective. Thanks. Okay. Finger blasting. Um,
0: Finger asking.
2: (laughs) Finger asking. Okay, <laughs> we landed on it very quickly. <laughs> well, I, was gonna say, I, was al- I was also going to say, I was, I was also going to say, phalange.
0: I think we've done that.
2: Phalange. Is that crazy? Okay. Finger no? asking. Then. No. 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 no, just no let's to do phalange. Safe, just
0: I just feel like, phala- like phalange felt familiar, but but also maybe not. I don't care. Let's do Falanchi. <laughs> well,
2: that's the other thing we we really need some uh, intrepid chef to do. Somebody with a lot of time and...
0: But Chelsea has done this.
2: Oh, you have? But... All the names? Yes,
0: the doc. Yes. I write them all down.
2: Oh so my God, I forgot you do that. Okay, well, cross-reference And Chelsea, and Chelsea
0: shook her head for Falanchi, so I, I think we, I trust, we're in the clear. I trust
2: Chelsea, yeah. Okay, great. Um, Falanchi. Um...
0: Okay, I I will say it would be very funny if I was hooking up with a guy who's like, "Can I give you a hand job?" <laughs> I do think it would take me out of it.
2: <laughs> but in like sort of a charming, funny way, not For not sure. necessarily like, like grossed out, but like, oh no,
0: no, no, I would just be, I would just like a hand job, <laughs> and then I would be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is
2: this is this is the thing that like, and I'm not going to say it's a blanket thing that because consent is consent across every gender sexual orientation line i will say that as a gay man i don't think i've ever been asked to be fingered and before i've been fingered but i've never minded either it's always just a vibe thing and that is the tricky thing about consent is that some for some people it is a vibe thing and for some people you just you can never be too careful you know
0: I, I also like I, the, the 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 advice is very similar to the, the condom thing where it's like it's the kind of thing that just takes one second and then it's over and you have your answer where you're like it. it I don't think it's like I, unsexy to I, ask. I
2: also think I also think you don't have to be that specific about it. I think if your hand is down there and before you go under pant, you say, is this OK?
0: Mm mm-hmm are you You like it's as simple as that or it's as simple as whatever. yeah you can be you
2: you wingle you wiggle your fingers right in front of her face and say this cool down there hey
0: want to want to want to meet my two friends
2: (laughs) (laughs) hey it's you you got an itch i can scratch
0: Ew.
2: (laughs) (laughs) no that's gross um but I do think it is as simple as like if your hand is down there. I mean, and you tell me as a woman.
0: I mean, it really it's, depends. It's like I. It, it just depends because like I've I've definitely been in situations where like a hand will just move down and then I, I don't like I'm fine with it and I, I I will say like normally if I'm making out with someone my plan is within the next fifteen minutes to be having sex so like it it normal, like I, but, but I do think, especially like younger folks too, but for anybody, it's like with people where you're, where you're just getting to know each other, it's like, it is like, it is a move to just go in there. So I understand, I I think like, A, like you just ask as you sort of move down slowly, like, uh, or, and, and you can just say like, is this okay? Can I like, or like, I want to finger you. Is that okay? Like, like, it's okay. Like it's, and i know it doesn't feel sexy and like because i think we've been conditioned to think that like saying those phrases out loud doesn't feel sexy you're supposed to be like the confident guy who just goes for it and like takes charge but at the end of the day it's like it's also very hot to be asked what you want and to confidently get to say yes i want this or no not right now and yeah. because the you you taking 2 seconds to ask a question that doesn't feel sexy is much better than like having a horrible moment where you push too far and someone feels uncomfortable or someone feels like you didn't you didn't ask and she wanted to be asked. So, and it's also like it's not completely just on you. Like you are with another there's another person in the equation. They can tell you too. But it I think it's sweet, I think it's sexy and I think it's like considerate and ultimately that is hot when you it's it's hot to be considerate so
2: yeah i mean you also don't that's i mean there's there's other ways to frame it too you can say like i really want to finger you right now you know mm-hmm. and then like yeah and then leave it up to her to say like do it bitch get down there Phalanche. yeah um
0: phalange me me. (laughs) yeah maybe ask that can i phalange you (laughs) can i phalange you (laughs) what Uh, uh, there's there's what kind of insertion is on the menu tonight babe (laughs) (laughs) tongue and mouth finger and hole
2: (laughs) it is crazy the number of times like i i just can't tell you how like consent is such a like a body language thing with me now and my community and i'm not speaking about the gay community i'm talking about like the community of people that i happen to surround myself with on a, you know on the weekends it's like i can't like there have been times when i've been like fully penetrated and we haven't even spoken about it and it's just not not it is it is just like how intuitive consent can be around people that you are familiar with in a way that it's not when you're not familiar with the person. And Completely,
0: it's a such a it's such a different thing with people that you don't. I mean, with people that you do know, still, it's like it just really depends on the people. And yeah. like, it's better to just assume that you have to ask for everything, every step of the way. Like, it's yeah, just it's, better.
2: It's better. It's way better to have someone be like, "Hey, you don't have to ask every time to do that." You know? Yeah. Like, it's so much. It's it's so much better than having the reverse conversation, which is. I wish you would have asked before you did
0: that. That's going to be much worse than like, she's never going to remember. Like uh, if anything, she'll have positive memories of you asking her and it will never be like, it was so weird. Like he asked if I wanted to be penetrated.
2: There there is actually, so this happened to me on a cruise one time where I was so fucked up. And this guy um, who's a really good friend of mine now, um, he was, I was like, we were on the dance floor and he's like, hey, do you want to go back to our room, my room and hook up? And I was like, yes. And then we like got to the edge of the dance floor where there's a little bit of light. And he looked at me and he was like, are you okay to consent to this? And I was like, yeah. And then we got to the elevator and he was like, are you sure you're, you're like able to consent to this? And I was like, yes, I I absolutely am. And then we literally got to outside of his room and he was like, I just want to I just really want to make sure that you're okay to consent to this, and I was like, okay, if you have to ask three times if I'm okay to consent to this, then possibly I'm not. <laughs> like, what do I look like to you that this is happening <laughs> like three different times? And I was like, I was the it was the most I've been, I, I remember I remember all of it, but I was I was deeply fucked up, and I'm sure my eyes were like fully dilated and crossed, um, and that's why he was concerned <laughs> about consent. But he's literally famous in like the community because i tell this story all the time and it's like people are like wow what a novel thing to like be respectful and ask for consent when someone looks too fucked up to consent like what a hero um (laughs) i mean i'm just
0: i'm like cycling through the times that like i remember being explicitly asked and it has always felt hot to me because it's like usually like Usually I've wanted to, and even when I haven't, it's like, oh, wow, like, how fun. Like, you want to do that to me? Or you want to do that with me? Like, so, and because even, like, even if she says no, like, it's still hot. Like, or, or like, or, like, it's still, it's still nice that you're asking is what I mean. Like, it's still, like, it's just, I I wouldn't beat yourself up about it too much. Like, it's, it's. And it's better to be explicit about the thing that you want to do. And because sometimes like people will be like, can I? And it's like, you might not know what the dot, dot, dot leads to. So it will make, it will make your partner feel at ease. And
2: it, it, he asks, can I? And you think he means finger, but he actually gives you a raspberry.
0: <laughs> yeah. He actually steals all the, all the money in your house. <laughs> and he's like, you said I could.
2: Can I? He rips out a lock of hair. Uh. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, it, it's it's nice. And it's like it's like the whole like, you know, cheesy thing of like consent is sexy. But like it, it just is. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, is. it, <laughs> it did, simply
2: is. That guy asking me three times for consent did not ruin the sex that we had. It was great sex still. I mean, I was at one point so disassociated that like I felt like I was falling through a well. And I was like I literally I remember while we were having sex being like, My father's name is Ken. My mother's name is Janet. I was born on February 29th, 1988. Like, I was just, like, trying to, like, hold on to reality. So I kept, I was like, I. (laughs) 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 The way you and Chelsea are looking at me. (laughs) Awesome, um, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> and then i was also so fucked up that after we were done having sex i was like you can't let me go back to my room and fall asleep because if i fall asleep i won't wake up and he was like what
0: <laughs> oh my god the, 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 i was like you those... gotta
2: keep talking to me until i sober up um he... the
0: words but every guy wants to hear <laughs> if i fall asleep i'll die,
2: die. so you have, i i held this man hostage for truly like an hour and a half i was like just make small talk with me until i sober up because if i if i fall asleep now i will die um <laughs> i'm still closer to this day love it gotta love it anyways we should probably take you yeah now. you
0: have to love it
2: yeah. <laughs> Okay. We're going to take a break. And when we get back, we'll dive in with your last two emails.
0: And we're back. And don't worry, Joel is still with us. (laughs) Okay.
2: Here's an email. I'm going to read it. Okay, everybody. Novel. Novel way to
0: introduce (laughs) you. Oh, nice try. I am in a committed
2: relationship, but we have been together less than a year. So I have not yet had to do anything for this guy's birthday. By the way, I use they them and he is a he him man functionally. It is a het relationship. And that's fine. My boyfriend has gone out of his way to not tell me when his birthday is on several occasions. And he was super hesitant to tell me his star sign, even though I don't know what astrology means. He's a cancer. Like a month into our relationship, he's very seriously told me that I have permission to go through his wallet after he dies, look at his license and then only then know when his birthday is. Well, of course i'm not going to wait for him to literally die so one night when he fell asleep before me i poked through his wallet and added his birthday to my phone calendar now i have this information and it's like what now in conversations around this topic it really hasn't felt like he has a birthday trauma or whatever and i definitely want to fuck with him but i also don't know if that is an actual terrible idea honestly i could just replace his phone screen which is so broken that it's looking straight up feeling like Looking at it straight up feels like being on acid. But I also want to have fun, have a fun and exciting uh, life, and fixing a phone screen feels like a lame gift. Should I do something unhinged? Would it be funny to make an Insta post on the day about how it is definitely not his birthday and nobody should say HBD? It's like a a month and a half away, so I got to pick soon. And as a non-binary bisexual, I really feel paralyzed by having to make a choice. I love you so much, sweeties.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow.
2: Okay. Um Okay, so sort of uh, birthday, um birthday.
0: birthday, um birthday sex, birthday hex <laughs> um birthday birthday party, surprise birthday um Um
2: phone screen, um secret birthday.
0: There's, there's
2: Snoop. Snoop. Birthday
0: no, we can't do another one. Birthday. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> birthday party. <laughs> birthday party.
0: No. <laughs>
1: no.
2: So we're to our roots. Okay, birthday bye. party.
0: No. And like the listeners aren't going to know how long it took us to land there. And they're going to think, oh, we just did that. Like blah, blah But it took like four minutes to get to birthday party. We just have to go with it and keep yeah. moving. <laughs> it's
2: cute. It sounds like I have a lisp. Birthday party. <laughs> birthday party.
0: Fuck. Okay. <laughs> um, well, definitely don't make the post.
2: <laughs> definitely <laughs> don't make the post. I think it's... I, I actually think it's okay that you sort of went against his wishes, violated his privacy, went through his shit to find out the birthday. I think that is like as unhinged as you can kind of get with this. Yes. I think fixing the phone screen is a really, really good idea. I really do. I think it is something that like... He will appreciate it's. I think like keeping, keeping. Now it's like a fun little secret that you have with him. You know his (laughs) birthday, okay? And like it is something that like you can like you don't even have to like tell him why you're fixing the phone screen because I do think you don't necessarily know if he has birthday trauma or not. You don't know the. Specific reasons why he does not want to celebrate his birthday. And I think pushing him too much on this is a recipe for disaster, friend.
0: Here, okay, here's my corny pitch, which is you can't, he's not, he doesn't want to do a birthday thing. That's fine. I think our emailer should pick, say, like, look, I get that you don't want to have a birthday, but I really like the ritual of having a day to just celebrate you. So I'm going to make insert day here like you day or whatever it's not your birthday it's just a day where like i get to do something like i get to just like really celebrate you or whatever and it's like all about you and we do whatever you want or whatever the fuck it is like pick a day that is not a birthday and like because it might be yeah it might be a traumatic thing but you you get to do like because it is fun as a as as a partner to have a day to really like just be kooky and celebrate your partner so i i think like Make make like the the sort of like national holiday of them or whatever and like fix their phone and like make them food or whatever it
2: is. Yeah. Make it about you. Make it about your (laughs) desire to celebrate them um, in a big way. And it's and say it's something you need. Say it's something you need. And it sounds like it is.
0: It, do, But it does sound like it is. It's, like, it is fun to have a day to just be, like, I'm showering you, and I'm celebrating you, and all that stuff. Because um, it is weird. Like, <laughs> even if you don't want people to, like, celebrate. Like, there are plenty of people who, like, don't enjoy, like, celebrating their birthday, but the privacy around it is bizarre. Because it's also, like... What if, like, there's a medical thing? (laughs) Like, you need that information. Like, as your partner, it is it just is kind of weird to withhold that information from a partner. Unless there's, like, some crazy thing that they're trying to
2: hide. Yeah. Unless, I mean, yeah, unless there is, like, actual trauma, it does seem a little bit performative in a way of, like, I hate birthdays so much. I'm not even going to tell you mine. And it's, like, get over it. Get a grip.
0: It's also just, but it's, like... Like in case of emergency, like identification and stuff. Like it does feel like helpful information to have. But um, yeah, but I think fixing the phone screen is really thoughtful and practical, and you don't have to have a specific excuse to do that.
2: Right. Um, And the thing is, is like you're. This is already going to cause a little bit of drama if him finding out that you went through his stuff might cause. A little bit of insignificant drama in your life. And so that is as fun and as exciting as I think this experience can get for you. Um, Posting about it, like um, making a spectacle about it in a big Broadway is probably not going to go over well for you. So I would keep it personal between the two of you.
0: <laughs> okay, here's another idea. <laughs> Make Boy. have a birthday celebration every single day until he tells you what his birthday <laughs> is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every single day wake up with like a, a streamer a- and a balloon and go and a yes. cupcake with a lit candle and exactly. happy birthday!
2: <laughs> Get him a little gift, sing him the song every <laughs> single day until he breaks.
0: Just think about it. Wow be so annoying that is some that
2: cia shit mitra that is some like cia torture shit right there
0: it is it's playing the song over and over and over yeah. again until they snap <laughs> and then you will find you'll get your partner to tell you what his birthday is but then they he will break up with you
2: <laughs> but you will you will get but him to you volunteer will have gotten the information wanted, which is yeah, yeah the information um, and him to admit it to you okay well, brilliant. I think that's a great idea, and I think you'll be very happy in the result. All right. We've got one last email. Um, and I, I guess I'll read this one, too. <laughs> Hello, Joel and Mitra and everyone else on the podcast team. I am a 23-year-old homosexual from Los Angeles, and I am comfortable with any pronouns. I feel like this question is a little deep, so I apologize in advance. When I was 15, my extremely religious police officer dad found out that I was gay by reading very explicit text messages between me and my boyfriend at the time, a traumatizing experience in itself, and outed me to the rest of my family and promptly kicked me out. Afterwards, about two years... After about two years, he asked me to come back home and did. But since that time, I've been kicked out over minor things, wearing nail polish, not going to church, etc., etc., and asked to come back a number of times. I would move back in with him every time in hopes of mending our relationship since my mom died a couple years ago, and he's the only parent I have left. Thankfully, in about a month, I am finally moving on my own terms and into my own place, and now that I know I will never have to rely on him for anything ever again, my question is, should I cut my dad off? Friends and even other family members have been telling me for years to cut him off and stop letting him treat me like this but I haven't been able to do it because I knew I would eventually be back in his house again but now that I don't need him for a damn thing is it time to cut off communication for good please help also as a submissive little homo I would like to invite Joel to please step on me rather than sitting on my face and Mitra please continue to fill my ear holes with your laughter because it is such a soothing sound love you guys and the pod
0: Okay, Okay. my laugh, my laugh.
2: Okay, I get to step on him, but you just get to fill him up with laughter.
0: Oh, thanks. Don't pretend
2: like those are the same, okay? Don't pretend like those are the same thing.
0: Oh, great. Oh, can't wait to laugh you to death. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, awesome.
2: (laughs) Shut up. Shut up, you little bitch. I know that's how you like to be spoken to. Um, it is. What are we gonna okay. name the submissive little homo? Um,
0: um, okay. Um, out of the house, um, leaving dad. Um
2: Run away. gone
0: with the wind. Um Gone
2: Girl. Um,
0: um Gone Gay. Gone <laughs> gay.
2: Okay, okay. sure, sure, sure. Doesn't feel good. Jillian Flynn.
0: Um, oh, um.
2: Wow, Rosamund Pike. Rosamund Pike.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Rosamund Pike's Golden Globes buried in her garden. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little tree. Can that be the name? <laughs>
2: Rosamund Pike's Golden Globe buried in her backyard.
0: Buried in her garden. Garden.
2: <laughs> um. Sure.
0: Thank you, you John. I know you're
2: having a tough week, so <laughs> this this little submissive homo's name is Rosamund Pike's Golden Globe Buried in Her Garden. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be so mad at us.
0: No, it's funny. <laughs> Sarah Jessica Park Day is going to be mad at us. Rosamund Pike's <laughs> Golden Globe Buried Park in Her them.
2: Garden. Park them. Birthday.
0: Are you Okay. <laughs> Oh, my bad. Part them birthday. Oh, they couldn't be more different. (laughs) (laughs) Rosamund Pike's golden globe buried in her garden. (laughs) It sounds like a vocal warm up. Rosamund
2: Pike's golden globe buried Buried in her garden. garden. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Brilliant. Um, So I relate to this a lot as someone who was outed by reading my parents, reading their journal um, and who also, um, was not living at home for much of my teen years um and i think i do think you cut your dad off do i think it's for good no i think that yes you've you've had a lot of you've had these stretches where you're not at home but i also think that doing it on your terms is a bigger thing cutting your dad off is going to um Really change the dynamic of your relationship when you do it on your terms. And I think it will, it happened for me. Like when I moved out of my family's house when I was 17 and did not speak to them for a year and some change, it taught them that they cannot treat me a certain way without there being. Without, and, and have me still in their lives. And I think that that is something that you can do with your dad without cutting him off forever. I do think that it will take some time for him to be for him to learn. But I don't think that you necessarily need to cut him out for good. I think like not planning on it being indefinite, maybe, but like. Framing it as like, this is forever is probably not practical first of all, and also just not like something that you need to do to make this effective for you and your And
0: mind. it sounds like not what our emailer necessarily wants either at, in the at the end of the day. Like yeah, but i but I think also, like taking that time to move out on your own terms, create your own space, make that space for yourself and protect yourself from outside influences that might make you. Doubt your choice, which clearly is the right one. And you have lots of support, it sounds like, from other family members who want you to take care of yourself and not have this sort of negative voice coming for you all the time.
2: For sure. And I mean, I, it really did train my parents in a big way. And it, like, our, our relationship, my relationship with my mom and my dad was not gr- like perfect by any means. But here's the thing is that, like, Yes, there were there were things that we just, we stopped, we never addressed and didn't talk about. But the relationship that I had with them, like, really was so much healthier when they realized that it wasn't all on their terms. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like the opportunity that you have is to to really make that statement to your father. And then, but I don't think you want to cut him out for good. Well,
0: it's like letting him know that you're your own person, you're an adult, he doesn't own you, you can make your own decisions and you should be able to live the life that you want to live. And then after you set up that life for yourself, you can decide what role he has in it, if any. Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. Um, and it sounds like it sounds like the thing is, is, it sounds like he wants to have a relationship with you. Even as shitty as he is, I just think that it's going to take him a long time to learn that like it's not it's not all in his terms in that he can't, once once he loses control of you, even the little bit of control that he he, he, remains with you living in his house, I think that it's really going to shape the way he interacts with you in a big way. Because once Mm -hmm. they, it it takes parents a long time after they lose complete control over a child, I think, to adjust and learn how to interact with them and and what that relationship looks like post that. And this is even more fraught than that. And like, I don't know. It's, it's, you might never have like a loving, like a super loving, super close relationship with your family. I certainly don't. I mean, there's huge holes in what my parents and I talk about. My, you know, like there's just stuff me and my mom will never probably talk about, about my life. And that's okay. Like we, you fill in the gaps with your chosen family and you, and the, the other family that seems to support you. And it's 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 coming to terms with that. I think like we have this like all or nothing idea of how we want to be in relations with our our parents, especially of like either you accept me completely and are su- completely supportive of every aspect of my life, or you're not in my life at all. And it's like that doesn't really work for a lot of us, you know. And I, I think, think like, it. I've chosen to have my mom in my life, even though I know that she doesn't support, and I certainly don't support everything that she stands for either. But like, I would rather have her in my life fractionally than not at all.
0: Yeah. And I, and I think like being realistic about what your father can provide and learning to not expect more than that is really hard. Um and is like sort of a lifelong process, I think. But figure out what you need and figure out what you can get and try to make peace with that. But in the meantime, like, congratulations on getting out of the house. Yeah,
2: huge deal. <gasps>
0: Woo! Huge,
2: huge, Ranger huge deal. Ranger at your
0: house. Woo!
2: <laughs> we love to hear that. Rosamund Pike's Golden Glow buried in her garden.
0: We're happy for you, your own garden for your you're making your own garden, own garden. for your own Golden Globe.
2: <laughs> Wait, is he Rosamond Pike in this situation or is he the Golden Globe buried in the garden?
0: The Golden Globe buried in the garden, but now the God. garden, the, the, the Golden Globe blooms. <laughs> <laughs> Our, he was buried in the garden, but now the, gar, the now he's blooming in the got garden. It, but it. it is all happening in Rosamund Parks <laughs> Pike's garden. <laughs> so congratulations thank you, for,
2: thank you for the clarification um no it's a luck.
0: restaurant it's all, at the end of the day it's a restaurant <laughs> the podcast is a restaurant
2: <laughs> remember that. and
0: is that dare i say our episode
2: and that is our episode chefs ah! pack your knives and go okay chefs <laughs>
0: knives out knives in
2: knives in their their <laughs> appropriate sheafs okay <laughs> um those knives You've got to protect
0: your knives. There's nothing better than a good knife. Um, Okay, why did I say that? I don't mean it. But (laughs) (laughs) if you want to be on the podcast, email us at urgentcarepod at gmail.com. Call 323-334-0371. Leave a gorgeous, short, specific email or voicemail. Um, Thank you, Chelsea.
2: Thank you, Ryan.
0: Thank you, July.
2: Thank you, everyone at Earwolf.
0: Thank you to my beloved beloved treasured
2: joel and thank you to my sweet 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 little mitra little and i can't i can't i can't emphasize this enough tiny tiny brittle even brittle co-host so small she could fit in your pocket (laughs)
0: And I would love to be there. (laughs) I would love to be in your pocket. (laughs) Okay, bye.
2: Bye.